Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey gang, welcome back to the Trading Coach Podcast. In today's episode, I want to answer three trading questions that were submitted by one of you guys, one of the followers, one of the fans of the Trading Coach Podcast. If you guys are listening on Spotify, I put a little Q&A section or a little kind of comment section underneath each of these podcast episodes. Usually there's a question associated with it, but if you ever want to add a comment or ask a question or make a request, you can use that to contact me. I do read each and every one of them, or you can also hit me up on social media at Akil Stokes RTM. So today's question came from a follower, and thank you so much for the question. He says, Akil, can you do a video about how you became the trader that you are today? What made you stick to the game? And how do you deal with losses? And if you guys want the kind of the full version of my intro story, if you listen to any interview I did on social media um, or, or any other podcast, I should say, I typically give a breakdown. But you can also go back to uh, Trading Coach Podcast episode zero. Just mind the, the funky kind of cringy music now. And it gives you a look at my origin story. But to give short of a short answer, I guess, how I became the trader that I am today was basically failing, right? I just came back from church and we were talking about kind of learning from mistakes and we're getting to start um, kind of preseason camp with the track and field team I, I coach and I was getting this speech ready for him. And I think one of the best things that we can do as human beings is fail and, and, and fail for two reasons, right? One, failure means confidence, right? Failure means confidence. Too many of us are afraid to fail, and that's the reason that we don't actually go out and try to achieve anything. Now, there's, there's a whole thing behind this. It starts at a, a young age where we get punished for getting things wrong instead of kind of applaud it for trying. But if you go back to like the comfort zone where we talk about there's this comfort zone and 90% of people lie within this comfort zone, 10 people go and venture outside the comfort zone where the best things in life are. The reason that more people don't attempt to break out of that comfort zone is because of fear of failure, whatever that may be, whether it's a, a shot to the ego, whether it's, you know, they'll doubt themselves and lose confidence. In most cases, it's, it's how others judge them. But because people are afraid to fail, they don't even try. So, Something that helped me become the trader that I am today was not being afraid to fail, not being afraid to try. And if I didn't succeed, kind of figure it out and, and restart. And that's kind of the second lesson that comes from failure, too, is whenever you fail, you learn a very valuable lesson. Well, if you take it the right way, if you push blame elsewhere and, and make up excuses, you learn nothing. Right. But if you take a step back, if you look at the actions you took, if you look at your failure, right, the result, and you kind of kind of backwards kind of dissect why it is that you failed, you typically learn a very valuable lesson. Now, 
in many cases, and in my case in trading, there were there were lots of very valuable, expensive lessons to learn. But each time I failed, I, I learned, I basically learned something not to do. And eventually you run out of things not to do and you start doing the right things. So the reason that I became a successful trader isn't because I'm a genius. I don't have a Wall Street background. I didn't go to school for any of this stuff. I came right off the street, right? I went to college for a completely different degree and, and got interested in the stock market afterwards just as a, a way to further my investment knowledge. And I fell in love with the game. So I had that passion and that passion is something that keeps me coming back. It, it allowed me, the passion is what allowed me to repeatedly fail and keep trying instead of quitting. But the fact that I failed and learned and failed and learned and failed and learned is the main reason I got to where I'm at today. Now, with that being said, and this is very important, right? I don't want to say that I did it myself. I, I tried to do it myself and I failed at doing that. And that's something that I, and that's one of the reasons I learned that, hey, Akil, you need to stop being stubborn. You need to kind of put your pride and your ego aside because my entire life, I've done everything myself, right? My, my philosophy on life is that if you work hard enough at something, you get the result. And, and that's worked for me in any other aspect of life. But trading was a little bit different. And the reason for that is because it was something completely brand new and it wasn't as easy as teaching myself from books in the internet because, well, what I later found out is that lots of books and lots of stuff on the internet lie to you. Um, there's a lot of stuff out there that is fake, that is false, that is not useful. Um, we don't necessarily know it at the time because it's brand new information to us. So we have no way to dissect whether it's good or bad, but a lot of stuff out there is simply to, to make a quick buck. Um, and as I was going through it, um, and, and, and keep in mind, this is not having a method or, or any type of background in it, I just didn't find myself progressing. So something that helped me was mentorship. It was coaching. And it wasn't a coach that told me, this is what you do and just follow me. It was someone that actually worked with me and taught me the the skills that I need to become successful, taught me to, or made me focus on the things that I didn't want to focus on, like journaling and money management, risk management, back testing, right? Strategy development, trading psychology was the big one. Someone that made me focus on the things that, again, I, I had no idea existed in the realm of trading because they don't really sell on the internet. And although I still had many setbacks and many failures, what I had was a map. So essentially think about it like this. My mentor, my coach gave me a map. It, the map pointed me in the direction. They gave me the tools that I would need to achieve my journey. But what they didn't do is they, they didn't kind of, um, they, they, they held my hand through the journey, but they allowed me to take the journey, if that makes sense. So they, they were there next to me as support helping me along the way, along with a, a, you know, a community of traders that I worked with. I made some great friends during my struggle journey, um, but they, they allowed me to make my mistakes. They, they allowed me to go left when they knew I should probably go right. And they allowed me to kind of realize like, oh, I, I messed up. Let's get back on track. And they would help me get back on track, but they would never give me the answer. They allowed for me to figure it out. And from a growth perspective, that is massive, right? I, I got two kids right now. I'm not sure if I did a, a podcast uh, right now. I, I, I'm not having any more kids, right? Don't don't get any funny things. I don't want to text coming in. Two kids right now, Akil, is there something you want to tell us? No, there's no more kids coming. But I think I remember doing a podcast, if not having a conversation about the development of leadership or development um, of, uh, of kids when you have multiple ones. And 
I'm a very laissez-faire parent. I like to let my kids figure it out. I think that's the best way to learn. That's my, my coaching style as well. And there was, a, I think, some research done about second kids in comparison to first kids and like the learning curve and something that typically sometimes holds um, second kids back is that they don't necessarily have the chance to figure it out. Your, your first kid, it's easy for me to kind of sit back and let him problem solve, right? I can just sit back and let him figure it out. When he needs help, I can give a little hint or a little bit of help, but it's all on him. With the second kid, it's a little bit harder because when the second kid gets stuck with a problem, the first kid who wants to be a leader, and, and I promote that as well, well, he's quick to give the second kid the answer, where instead of allowing the second kid to figure it out, he's like, oh, just do this. And now the second kid gets the answer. He, he achieves the, the goal, but he doesn't get the growth process of figuring it out on his own. So that's something that we had to talk to our oldest son about is like, hey, let him figure it out himself. It's okay to help, but let him get to the answer. So having that failure allowed me to problem solve. Having, again, the correct type of mentorship and coaching allowed me to take that journey and not just kind of you know go autopilot through the path, but actually learn and develop. And that's one of the reasons that I've become a successful trader now and a successful coach. And trading specifically, markets do change. Markets do adapt. This is a uh, or markets do change, we have to adapt. That's something that I learned throughout the, the journey. And if we only know the single answer, you know, for example, like a single strategy, we don't have that ability to adapt to a new situation. And it's sad to see, but I've seen so many traders taken out by that wave when what they were doing for years no longer works. And where a skilled trader can, you know, analyze the markets, analyze the situation, make adjustments so that they continue to be profitable. The trader that just has that one way and, and not an actual skill of trading, they're swept out with the wave. And, and, and unfortunately, that does happen. So having those problem solving skills are key. The next question, what made you stick with the game? I, I kind of answered this already, but it, it's passion. I, I, I love it. Now, I, I love two things about it. Yes, I would be lying if I said I do this for love. No, I do this for money. I do this for money. I, I got into trading because I wanted to I got into investing because I wanted to boost my savings, the money that I had piled under my bed or in some savings account somewhere. I got into trading because it allowed me to accelerate my wealth even quicker. So that was the main reason I got involved. But as I was in this money-making relationship, I started to notice other things that I enjoyed as well. One was the game. I love the game. I always say I look at it like a, a puzzle that I can't I'll never figure it out 100%, um, but the fact that I can't brings me back. It's, it's, it's like playing a video game where you're enjoying the video game and, and, and each time you beat a level, there's another add-on and it's like, oh, I, I, I got to figure out this next level, next level, next level. It, it, it's so fun to figure out the problem. Um, but also time freedom, right? As I, you know, I always want to be an entrepreneur, um, not necessarily for the all, all the entrepreneur stuff that they don't tell you about, that's horrible, um, but the fact that I can make my own rules, I can make my own decisions, um, there's no ceiling on my wealth and there's no one to answer to, meaning I, I, I've grown tired of having a boss, right? I'm sick and tired of having someone that tells me what to do or needing to ask for permission. I didn't want any of that stuff. I wanted complete freedom. And as I got older, becoming a husband, becoming a father, Freedom, time freedom, that is, became more important to me because 
I want to be that father that supports their kids. I want to be that father that's able to make it to soccer matches and baseball games. I want to be that father that's able to go to school plays and recitals. I want to be able to spend time with my kids, even if it's like taking them to the park or a movie in the middle of the day. And I think that's very valuable for me. Um, I, I like being a dad and it's valuable for the kids as well, because I know one of the greatest memories or some of the greatest memories I have of, of my father growing up is that I would look over to the sidelines and he'd be there supporting. And at the time, I didn't realize that he had a job because the kids, we don't know all that stuff. I'm like, oh, cool. Dad's here. Looking back, I now realize like, hey, he sacrificed. He had to ask permission or maybe even you know lose pay in order to watch me do whatever I was doing. And just having that support there kind of motivated me and, and, and gave me encouragement in whatever I was doing. So, you know, all three of those things have what allowed me to stick to the game, a, a true passion for what I'm doing. First and foremost, I love it. Um, but also I love what I get from it as far as both financial freedom and freedom of time. Now, the last question, how do I deal with losses? I got used to them. I got numb to them. It's like anything else, right? I was a former football player, right? So I got hit and tackled lots of times. The first time I got hit, ooh, it hurt. <laughs> it did not feel good. And I said, why the, why the hell am I playing this game, right? I get a ball and then 11 other people try to hit me as hard as they can, right? This doesn't make any sense. And, and you know, sometimes I'm faster than them, sometimes I'm not. Um, but then when you get hit over and over again, you realize that, hey, this is part of the game and your body gets numb. You get the calluses, right? You stop feeling it. It doesn't hurt as much. You're like, ah, it's a normal thing. Losses are the same way. When I accept it, that losses are a part of trading. When I stop thinking of success in trading being because I'm so super smart and that I have any control over what the market will do. And I started thinking more in the realm of odds and probabilities and, and numbers, a, a quantitative approach. I start, I really started accepting losses for what they are. And that is part of the game. I know myself. I know my strategy. I know my percentages. I know that I should have this many wins and this many losses over this many trades on average. And if I'm executing my plan the correct way, losses are a normal part. And when I normalized losses, they stopped hurting. Losing money stopped making me feel sad. Losing money stopped making me want to get revenge. Losing money stopped, allow, stopped getting me depressed because I thought I was a bad trader. Losing money was just part of the game. It's, it's like poker, right? You're not going to win every hand in poker, right? Sometimes you're going to hold them. Sometimes you're going to fold them, right? It, it's, it's part of the game. And when you understand the bigger picture, when you can think long term, it allows you to process those losses a, a, a lot more. That and something that we always preach over at Tier 1 Trading is focus on the process over the outcome, meaning the outcome of any given trade shouldn't get you happy. It shouldn't get you sad. It shouldn't allow you to judge yourself as a, a winner or a loser. It's all about following the process. You trust in that process. The absolute goal is to do the right thing, play the game the right way, and understanding that wins will come, losses will come, um, scratch trades will come. But if you're executing your edge correctly, and your, your edge includes all of these things, you shall be profitable at the end of the day. And the only thing that really stops us from being profitable is you know, the, the, the six inches between our ears, which is ourselves. So three questions. I hope I did a good job of answering them for you. Keep them coming. Don't be shy. I love talking about myself here on the Trading Coach Podcast. Couldn't even keep a straight face while saying that. For you guys that know me, I actually hate talking about myself, but that's a little 
inside joke. But yeah, hope you guys enjoy and I will see you next episode. Until then, plan your trade, trade your plan. So we talked a lot about coaching and mentorship in today's episode. And one of the reasons that I became a coach is so that I can give back and really give to others what my coaches gave to me. If you're interested in joining our coaching and mentorship program, start right now. Head over to www.tier1trading.com and you can sign up. Or if you're on the edge and not sure if it's for you or not, take that 14-day risk-free trial that allows you to get on the platform for 14 days. You can take a few courses. You can interact with the community. You can join us for some live sessions with no risk and then make the decision if this is a place you want to be or not. www.tier1trading.com and I'll see you guys there.